You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today we're going to talk about our mindsets. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby? I was on TV. It Mm. turned out to be live TV, which I did not know going in. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! So through work at the hospital, I and other nurses and a certified nurse midwife and our physicians all teach a baby boot camp class that's like an introduction to the hospital, what to expect when you're coming here to give birth, like what are our normal practices around labor, Mm -hmm. you know, what can you expect if you have a scheduled C-section or an induction or you come in in labor, where to go, where to park, like all that stuff. And we were being featured on the news and I thought that it was just going to be like a recorded segment that they would put up on their YouTube or something like that. Sure. No. It was the anchor live at noon doing the Ask the Doc segment. So we were Mm -hmm. the doc. And then I was supposed to be on there with one of my coworkers, but we were on Zoom. And whenever both of us had our sound on, there was that horrible echo, you know, that happens on Zoom where it's like, yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. So... We were texting and she was like, you do it. You're a better speaker than I am. And then she logged off. (laughs) (laughs) So it was me. I was there. I think it went really well. To be fair, in my previous life, helping people do media interviews was one of Mm -hmm. the things that I did. So I think I was pretty ready in that sense. Mm -hmm. Channeling past Abby. (laughs) Yes. But it was really fun. And it was good. And we will share the segment on YouTube for people who would like to watch me. Um, astound the audience (laughs) with my media prowess. (laughs) I would like to watch that. What's new with you, Sarah? We recently went rock climbing as a family. HP won a gift certificate to the local rock climbing place in the school readathon. And so we cashed in on that. And it reminded me how much fun it is to go rock climbing. We had a membership before COVID And the rock climbing gym is a place that through Neil's insurance, we get money that pays for it. Oh, nice. And so I thought, hey, why don't we use that money this year? Because it was an activity that both kids enjoyed and that Neil and I both enjoy. So I was like, this will be a really fun thing we can do as a family. Mm -hmm. So we just signed up last week and I am looking forward to making that part of our routine. So fun. As a bonus... They have yoga classes there that are included Mm. in the membership. And I've been wanting to get back into doing yoga. So I'm hoping that this is the way. That's really cool. I went to really great yoga classes at the climbing gym in Nashville when we lived there. Mm. I don't remember why they were so good, but they were so good. Well, hopefully it'll be the same here in Bloomington. Yeah, I wish that for you. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. What is your latest book? I recently finished Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. This is the dragon rider new adult fantasy romance that has taken book talk by storm. (laughs) So here's the thing, y'all. The writing is not great in this book. (laughs) Okay. And I don't identify with the characters, really. But once I started reading it, I could not stop. I haven't Mm. been able to get into another book. I bought a physical copy to try and get Andrew to read it yesterday. I'm just kind of obsessed with it. I feel like it's Mm going to be like Hunger Games level obsession. There's already tons of 
like fan art and fan fiction out there. Like people have really gotten into it. It is like Twilight or Hunger Games or one of these like really big mm-hmm. ones. A Court of Thorn and Roses. Yes. That's what it sounds like to me where I'm like, the writing's not good. Don't like these people. And yet, and I yet, can't stop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have been comparing A Qatar and Fourth Wing on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm here for it. So, you know, I don't want to overhype it. But I just want to say, if that sounds like something you're into, give it a try. <laughs> just give it a try. <laughs> just see what happens. All right. I do not recommend the audiobook mm. because it switches perspectives at the very end. And I hated the male reader. Mm. I think he was the one who did Percy Jackson. And I couldn't listen to those because I couldn't handle his voice. That may vary for other people. It's just maybe a me problem. But mm-hmm. You know, you'll read the Kindle book or the paper book really fast, so just go for that. Sounds like a plan. What have you been reading, friend? I read Mame by Jessica George. This is a coming-of-age story about Maddie. We meet her in her mid-20s. She's living at home in London and taking care of her father, who has Parkinson's. I really liked the quirky, well-developed characters. There was a lot of fast-paced, witty dialogue. It was just a fun read. I feel like sometimes contemporary fiction can feel like a slog, and this is not that. Mm. There was really good discussion of navigating family culture as the child of Ghanaian immigrants. Mm. I loved watching her character grow in her approach to romantic relationships, work, friendship, and just generally standing up for herself and really Mm. coming into her own. There wasn't anything I didn't like. It was solid contemporary fiction. I would recommend it. Nice. I just put myself on the list for the audiobook. I think you'll really like it. Let's move into our topic for today, mindsets. Let's start by just sharing what we each mean when we say mindset. I think about a mindset like a conscious choice I can make about how to respond to a situation. And also sometimes sort of an unconscious underlying viewpoint that comes out. So I think Mm -hmm. it can be both. Mm -hmm. I think of it as a way of looking at and approaching the world. And I often distill it down into a mantra that can bring it from that unconscious to the conscious. Mm, Interesting. Do you think of mindsets as being fixed or something that you can change? I feel like they are usually able to be changed. So it can take a lot of work and unlearning Mm -hmm. and self-awareness, right? Like if you are acting on or practicing a mindset that you are not even aware that you have, that's Mm -hmm. work to get from the place where you recognize it and then can move toward changing it. I do think that I have changed and modified mindsets through the years. So having support in therapy and from good friends who will call you in Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. things is really helpful. Yeah, I agree. I think that they can change, but I think it's taken time for me to realize what mindsets I have, like Mm. what you were saying about Mm -hmm. them being unconscious and conscious. I think that generally I have a positive orientation to the world. Yeah. And I think that has helped me over the years, but I think it's really been maybe since becoming a parent Mm. That I have focused a lot more on how am I thinking about things and how is that affecting the way I Mm. experience the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's definitely been some growing up in it for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that has been both hard and good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And it's interesting. We'll talk more about mindsets with our kids later, but thinking about how they're interacting with the world and how much of that is just who they are as people and then how much of that can you be changing Mm -hmm. with these conscious thoughts. Yeah. So that's been interesting to think about. For sure. Now let's share some of the mindsets or mantras that have helped us over the years. The first one is from my yoga training that I did right after we first moved to Carborough. So that would have been 2013. Mm -hmm. And my yoga teacher introduced this idea of unconditional positive regard or the idea that everyone is doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. And sometimes their best is really terrible, right? Like that doesn't excuse that people are doing terrible things. It doesn't mean everyone's doing good all the time. It means that some people's best is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) So this is very helpful for me with all relationships, especially Mm -hmm. familial relationships, both with my children and with my and Andrew's extended families. It's one I say to myself still a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. This is one that I use too. And I really like it for also explaining the world to my kids Mm. that when we're seeing something out in the world, I'm like, you know, they're doing the best that they can. And that may not be great right now. So I feel like that helps not say this person is a good person or a bad person Mm -hmm. or they're doing good or bad things, but we are doing the best we can. And that looks different for different people. And it looks different on different days. For sure. At some point, this will be over. (laughs) I use this for specific events. I remember when we were moving every year for maybe the first 10 years of our marriage. It was a long time Mm -hmm. that we were moving and I hate moving. And I would think a week from now, we're going to be in the new house. We're going to be done with this place. All the cleaning will be done. All of this stuff will have been moved to the new place. I think about this with school whenever finals are coming up and I have big projects due a week from now. I will have turned it in. I will have completed this. And looking ahead to the future and being able to think of the time where whatever is weighing on me will not be there has Mm -hmm. been super helpful. My next one is I am the adult here. Mm. This is really good for parenting, but also sometimes at work with very young coworkers. Mm -hmm. Like having come to nursing later at age 37, 38. Mm-hmm. I work with a lot of 22, 23, 24-year-olds, and it's really helpful for me to say in my head, I'm the adult here, mm-hmm. when stuff <laughs> that they do like drives me crazy. Same mm-hmm. with my kids. I'm the grown-up. It's really helpful. Indeed. This one is similar to the one that I just said, but I use it in different contexts. And that is thinking, will this matter six months from now, mm. one month from now? A week from now, 12 hours from now, when I wake up, will this seem like a problem? (laughs) And just going through that list and putting in perspective that these things that I'm worried about, this has helped me a lot with anxiety that I've been experiencing these last few years and being able to tell myself, yes, you're feeling anxious about whatever this is, but zoom out and put it into context. And that has been really helpful. And I think this is a variation of something my mom said to me when I was in eighth grade, and I realized over Christmas break that I forgot to turn in my final for English class because I put it in my folder instead of turning it in. (laughs) And I was very upset. Yeah. (laughs) Felt like the world was ending. And I just remember her saying, the sun is still going to come up tomorrow. 
No earthquakes are happening because of this. No volcanoes are erupting. I don't even know if she remembers this conversation, but I just remember it was like, yes, this is upsetting. This isn't great, but also not the worst thing that could have happened in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think about that often. (laughs) And you know, the sun does come up every morning. Sure does. My next one is It's Just Money Will Make More, which I've said before (laughs) on the podcast. want to acknowledge the place of privilege this comes from, but this is a very helpful mantra or mindset for money-related anxiety, which I have had a lot of myself Mm -hmm. and we've had a lot of in our marriage. So it's just money. You'll make more. Life just keeps getting better. I hate this idea that the best days are behind us. And I've never believed that. Mm. I felt like I really enjoyed my high school years. I really enjoyed my college years. I enjoyed my 20s. I'm enjoying my life now. But I feel like I am building on all of those experiences to be the person that I am and that the best days are ahead. Mm -hmm. And I think that orientation rather than, oh, I wish I could go back. Yeah. Like we peaked on our wedding day. (laughs) Sure didn't. Ma'am, I was 23. This was, Mm -hmm. I was a hot mess. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think of Andy in the office when he says, I wish there was a way to know that it was the good old days before they're gone. And uh, try and remember, like, these are the good old days Mm -hmm. constantly. And not feeling like I wasn't appreciating it or wasn't savoring it, but also that there's more. There's more ahead. Yeah, Paul Simon says in that song, these are the days of miracle and wonder. Mm. It's really good. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a mindset of abundance too, Mm -hmm. just that there's more good things out there. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, I think that a really helpful mindset for specific hard things is that nothing is forever. Mm -hmm. I used to think about, like you said, what a difference two weeks makes, especially Mm -hmm. with those early days of parenting. Where it's like, is this baby ever going to figure out breastfeeding? Mm -hmm. Are my nipples ever going to not be cracked open? (laughs) Am I ever going to Mm -hmm. sleep again? All of that stuff. Really, two weeks makes a huge difference. Makes a huge difference in every single context. So clinging to that, that time is marching on, Mm -hmm. can be really helpful. One thing that Neil and I do when we have challenging parenting moments Mm -hmm. is one or the other of us will look at each other and start singing the song, You're Gonna Miss This, the country song. (laughs) I don't even know that song. Uh Oh, I'll put it in the show notes. (laughs) Yes, please do. It's a very cheesy song about not wishing away these times of your life because you're going to miss these moments. I mean, the song itself, I'm not sure I could recommend. Because there's definitely a lot of like, oh, you find this hard, you're going to miss it. Yeah. It's like, well, is that helpful? But <laughs> I find it very helpful to sing that to Neil when things are <laughs> melting down all the way around us. Because one, is it true? Are we going to miss this? But then also, I think it does help me remember, like, these are the sweet moments and there is good with the bad. And mm-hmm. like you said, time marches on, things move forward, the good and the bad are going to be behind us at mm-hmm. some point. And I feel like it's a way to not go into a doom spiral <laughs> yeah. when the bad things are happening and just make each other laugh. 
I think parodying a terrible country song is never a bad idea, mindset-wise. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that y'all do that. And I say we both sing it to each other. I think it's mostly just me. Just me doing it. <laughs> if it works, but he it loves works. It. He loves it. My next one is positive self-talk. So pebbing myself up. I will mm. figure this out. I will get through this rather than, it's never going to work. I hate it all. <laughs> it's been really helpful through tough seasons. Yeah. I used that a lot when I was studying abroad. Mm. I remember just feeling like no one else is going to figure this out for you, Sarah, mm -hmm. but you can do it. And I remember trying to figure out how to register for classes. My French was very poor at that time <laughs> and just navigating the whole system, trying to figure out where to go, trying to understand what people were telling me. And I remember pepping myself up, doing it. And then buying myself a chocolate bar and sitting <laughs> on a curb at the university and just being like, you did it. <laughs> You're doing a great job. And I also thought that navigating public transit mm. of just, you can figure this out. If other people are figuring it out, you can figure it out. And doing that self-encouragement mm -hmm. has really served me at a lot of points in my life. Mm -hmm. For sure. My next one is it is what it is because there is some freedom in not being able to change or control something mm -hmm. to be able to look at a tough situation and say, this is what it is, and then go back to the it'll be over at some point. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to change it by anything that I'm going to do. This is beyond me. This is somebody else. This is a natural disaster. This is airplane travel. This is whatever. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Mine that is like that is. Nothing to be done. Yep. <laughs> and I think this a lot in travel. Like if yeah. things are going poorly, if we're stuck in traffic, if things are delayed, it is helping zero people to get upset about it. True. Because nothing to be done. <laughs> and I think it has helped me not be stressed when I'm seeing other people around mm -hmm. getting worked up about something. It's like there's some things you can control and some things you can't. You mm -hmm. just got to recognize the difference. Yep. Specifically for getting through the winter here, I have cultivated some mindsets to make that a more enjoyable experience for me mm, and the people mm -hmm. around me. And I will think, three months from now, I'll be biking without a coat. Or six months from now, it will be so hot, we'll be swimming in the pool. Mm -hmm. And I think that reminds me that it doesn't last forever. The impermanence of the seasons, life is the way it is now, but it won't be forever. Mm-hmm. I've done that a lot this summer with the kids, like being home. Mm -hmm. They'll be back to school in a month. Mm -hmm. So then yep. it's like, well, you're yelling at each other, but look how sweet you are. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be away from me soon and I'll be by myself. <laughs> the last one I'll share is one from Kelsey of the Girl Next Door podcast. And she told me that something that she says is we're really just living life right now <laughs> when things are hard or challenging or there's a lot happening and having that attitude has been so helpful in certain situations mm. where things are just going off the rails it's like just live in life because <laughs> life is the good things and the bad things it is both and to be living a full life you have to experience those ups and downs and i feel like it helps me remember that and just makes me laugh mm-hmm 
Absolutely. There's something to naming that we're in it mm-hmm. kind of thing yes. that really, I feel like, helps not only cope, but like distance a little. Mm-hmm. If we can step back and sort of be mindful about where we are, then we can cope with whatever the thing is better. Yep, exactly. Can you think of mindsets that make whatever situation you are facing worse or specific times that you've had an unhelpful mindset? I think related to what we've already talked about, the I'll never get this, it will be this way forever, anything Mm. that feels closed, like there's not possibility Mm -hmm. still, I'll never understand pharmacology or that I'm going to just keep getting failing grades or I'm going to keep having this struggle with this child of mine with this specific Mm -hmm. thing. Anything where you feel like you're stuck, where Mm -hmm. your mind feels like you're stuck is not helpful. It's the opposite of a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one that has been unhelpful for me and in our marriage is feeling like I'll be happy when. Mm. And I think it is such a fine line between nothing lasts forever, things are going to change, and using that in a positive way, and just looking forward and wanting to be ahead and not being able to enjoy the present moment. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's been times where we've been on either side of that line Mm -hmm. of feeling like, ugh, it'll be better when the renovation's done. It'll be better when this thing at work is done. And Mm -hmm. yes, Oftentimes those things are true, but there will be new hard things then. And you can do Mm -hmm. that forever of just feeling like you need one more thing in Mm -hmm. order to really feel happy in your life. No, if you're not happy in your life right now, you're not going to be happy. Right. That one thing isn't going to solve it. It's not. And so I think that's something that Neil and I often remind each other. It's like, no, we Mm -hmm. need to enjoy what's happening now, even if we are looking forward Mm -hmm. to these other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are there any mindsets or mantras that you hear out in the world that you hate? This is one that I am guilty of doing to people, but when I do it, I hate it so much that it's really like (laughs) a growth place for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the at leasting, like this is Mm -hmm. a terrible thing, but at least you have this. This Mm -hmm. is a terrible thing, Mm -hmm. but at least there's this other thing. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. sometimes things are just terrible and you don't need to at least people out of whatever it is that they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to just sit with the hard thing. Mm-hmm. It is. Mine is everything happens for a reason. This is incorrect. <laughs> everything does not happen for a reason, or at least not a good reason. I find that to be really dismissive of people's lived experience. Mm-hmm. And if people would like to make meaning out of the hard things that are happening to them, and if that is a useful thing in their life to feel like this bad thing is happening, but something good is going to come out of that. I love that for them. And I am happy that that works for them. It just really doesn't work for me. And I don't like when people say that to me. Fair enough. What about mindsets that you're trying to teach your kids? And how is that going? We have a lot of goals in this area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Real aspirational category. (laughs) Absolutely. The first is sort of an umbrella category about mindsets around flexibility. You know, that it won't be this way forever vibe that I try and work on in my own life. I also am trying to bring my kids along to that. This is not an emergency. Mm. Like when your ice cream falls on the ground, it's not an emergency. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We can solve this problem. So let's not freak out, please. 
and with food, you might like it the next time you try it. So being mm. flexible about, you know, maybe you your taste buds hadn't developed for the pickles the last time, but if you try a pickle again, you might love a pickle. So mm-hmm. that kind of flexibility is one that we're trying to cultivate. Yes. I love that one. We try and do the food one too. That tastes change. Mm-hmm. And so don't feel like if you hate it now, you're going to hate it forever. Because right. That may not be true. Mm -hmm. I am trying to help my kids think of their future selves. Mm. One thing that I think about that is also from the Girl Next Door podcast girls is giving a high five to your future self. Oh, yes. So good. And how can you help future Sarah? And I love thinking about it that way. And I've been trying to help my kids think about how they can do things now that they'll be glad that they did rather than focus on the instant gratification of just doing what you want to do now. I would say this is not going super well in terms of (laughs) the implementation, but I'm planting the seeds. The seeds are being planted. (laughs) Last year when HP was at his well visit, I had told him going in that I didn't think it was going to be a shots visit. And then we got there and they were like, oh, actually, he's old enough now to get the HPV vaccine. Mm. And so we could give that to him today. And HP was like, "Mm, you said no shots. And I was like, yeah, but if you do it now, you won't have to do it later because we're going to do it. So Uh you might as well get it done. And your future self will be so glad when you come to your appointment next year, you're going to think, I'm so glad I already had that shot taken care of. Mm -hmm. And his appointment is next week. And we were talking about it at dinner. And I was like, just so you know, this is a shots appointment. And he was like, ugh, you told me that future me would be glad if I had done it last time. And I wish that I had. But me then really didn't want to do it and wanted my future self to do it. (laughs) And I loved that he was using that language to think about it, even if he did choose the instant gratification thing that he's still thinking about. Hmm, now I'm in the situation where I have to actually do that thing. And I wish that I had done it before. Yeah, for sure. While I'm not sure it's changing actions, I do feel like it is getting some wheels turning. Yeah, the mindset is coming on board. May it be so. (laughs) Another mindset that I am trying to cultivate in my kids is that relationships are movable, changeable things, and they're not fixed. Hmm. I feel like this is something that I struggled so much with as a kid that I would love it if my kids could struggle less. I mean, who knows if they actually will, but Mm -hmm. just really encourage them to talk things out with their friends, to not have it be so black and white, to work things out, to model really with my friendships and relationships that there are not always sunshine and rainbows, but that coming together and then having conflict and repairing is normal and good. Mm, Yes. I was experiencing some of this just last night that HP and I were having a animated discussion. <laughs> yep. Re something related to household work. And afterwards, E told me, I really don't like hearing you argue mm-hmm. and that it's really uncomfortable for her. And I respect that and I want to honor that it does make her really uncomfortable, but also. This is not a bad thing Mm -hmm. that we're having a discussion and that we're going back and forth in that it feels like yelling to her, even when it's not yelling, when it's just both of us animated about what we're saying. Exactly. So trying to model that it's okay. It's okay to be having these conversations and 
move through that in your relationship. And I know it is uncomfortable, but it's something that we need to do because avoidance, I don't think, is a healthy strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another parenting one that I'm still trying to figure out the right way to bring it out. The goal is a mindset of gratitude Mm -hmm. that we have what we need and also that there is so much good happening in our lives in the world that if you look for it, you will find it. I have one child that in the past year has really wanted to complain and really focused on things that were going poorly. And I've been struggling with how to walk that line of, I want to honor when something is upsetting. I don't want to at least, and I don't want Mm -hmm. (laughs) to dismiss. But I also think it does make a huge difference if you are generally facing the world with gratitude and looking for the good. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not quite sure how to balance that of supporting what is hard in mm-hmm. their lives, but then also helping them look. And I think maybe it's just that those conversations need to be happening at different times. Mm. How can we be grateful for what we have very separate from you're really needing to vent about mm-hmm. this thing now? Yeah. yeah. That is a really tough one. And it comes into, like you said at the very beginning, this idea of personality. Mm-hmm. People just having different ways of being in the world that seem inherent. Mm-hmm. that aren't different based on parenting or aren't different based on life experience. That's a really tough one. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our conversation about mindsets. Listeners, we would love for you to share any mindsets that have been helpful to you over the years. Let's end by sharing something we've been eating lately. A few weeks ago, we had HP's annual birthday camping trip. And my mom made a few things so that we weren't just eating hot dogs for every meal, which Mm. is what HP did. But not everybody (laughs) wants to do that for three full days. It's a lot. It's a lot of hot dogs. (laughs) And one of the things she made was this really good orzo salad. Mm. So orzo is the rice pasta. Mm -hmm. And then it had fresh dill, probably another herb, feta cheese, and some kind of light dressing Mm. and green onions. And so it felt really fresh and light. I feel like the dill really did it. And then having it in the cooler and having this fresh, cold salad Mm -hmm. that was not served on a bun was (laughs) great. I need to get the recipe from her so that I can make it myself. Mm, So good. What have you been eating? I've also been eating things made by my mom. She's been (laughs) in town this week. and those moms. Yes. So good moms. She made a Cracker Barrel hash brown casserole dupe for Hmm. dinner on Wednesday, which is the day that I worked. So she hung with the kids all day and then made this delicious dinner that I came home after work and ate. And, you know, just your standard hash brown casserole. We'll share the recipe that she used. But it was just so wonderful to have this warm, filling, cheesy potato dish made by someone else. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. 
Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. Um, oh, yeah, I did put this question. I was like, I don't even remember this question. Okay. <laughs> what a great job I did this morning at 630 in the morning. I was like, I'm not even going to tell Abby that I'm not doing it yesterday. I knew I you weren't. I knew you weren't. When it did not come through, I just went to bed. <laughs>